Welcome to the podcast, Let There Be Lose. I'm your host, Linda Garcia, also known as Lose Warrior. The intention of this podcast is to bring spirituality to the forefront, to not be afraid of what your intuition is telling you, but to encourage you to take action on it. Episode 98, made possible by our Patreon family. Thank you. that just because I'm a healer or just because I'm a school psychologist, it doesn't mean that I'm the exception, like that I get to bypass or not experience emotions. Welcome back to another episode of Let There Be Lose. We have a different type of episode today. Today, you're going to get to listen to a call between Michelle Morales and I. Michelle is a really great friend of mine. She is the creator of Dance Warriors, a program that is dedicated to empowering women through the art of dance. She uses her intuitive abilities and extensive knowledge in psychology and dance to guide women back home to their truest selves and dance their way to self-love. Through her one-on-one coaching, she guides women to step into their power, overcome their challenges, and become their own shiro. She also spends her days helping children with their emotional and academic needs as a school psychologist. This morning, Michelle reached out and asked how I was feeling, how I was doing, and I had to be completely honest with her and let her know that I wasn't doing great. Her response to how I was feeling was so comforting and so important that I decided to take a phone call with Michelle and let you listen to our conversation. This conversation is a call for anyone that identifies with the word healer, for anyone that is on the path of healing themselves during this chaotic time. (sighs) Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's intense. It is. It's intense out there. It is. Uh, Thank you so much for reaching out this morning. You know, we talked about this a really long time ago. What a perfect time to get on and process together and be of support for each other. Absolutely. Do you remember what I told you? You were in deep thought. The gist that I got was, this is going to be big. And I was like, really? And then you had like this deep gut feeling that it was going to come to the States. You were like, cool, calm and collected, but you were preparing. You were already on Amazon. And I started paying attention because you had a lot of detail around it. Like you had detail on where it originated from, how it was spreading, what type of impact it was having. And you were like, this is going to be big. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, know we'll see but you have predicted how it was going to impact everyone i wasn't scared yet but i was listening there was curiosity on my end like damn what is this shit again and i fucking went to google it i think you're one of the few people besides my immediate family that i told in this way because you know we have really deep conversations Mm -hmm. and i felt like you could handle it and you wouldn't panic over it 
Yeah. You know, I felt like you would assess it, take it with a grain of salt and you wouldn't panic. I felt like I couldn't have that conversation outside of my immediate family who I was trying to protect because I didn't want to cause premature fear, commotion and chaos. I thought I can't be responsible for everyone. Right. Because I was seeing it from a very cool, calm and collected space. You know what it actually reminds me of? And I talked about this recently a couple of podcasts ago where I was trying to explain the reticular activating system. I gave an example on how when Cortes came on ships to conquer Latin America, how the only people that could see the ships coming was the shamans. And that's exactly how I felt. I really felt like I was standing at the edge of the water looking in and watching a huge tsunami coming our way. Yeah, I can see that because you were very well informed and also very grounded in, Michelle, this is this is coming our way. And I was like, Oh, were? I took it in. Something in my soul also was like, okay. And then when I started seeing it, I was like, Linda, this shit is happening. It's been quite the experience, you know? I really didn't get to feel extreme panic or fear until, you know, the last couple of days when, you know, I'm not feeling good right now. Yeah. And I'm hoping that what I'm feeling is allergies. I don't know that it's allergies. I have had allergies when I used to live here, but that was years and years ago. I can't remember what that experience was like. When I think of allergies, I think of sneezing. And so what I'm feeling is extreme headache. And I'm also feeling like extreme sore throat and it's like in my ears. And then I do feel like the tightening of the chest. And I'm so happy that you reached out. Can you just tell me again what you said when you reached out? Well, first things first is like, I mean, we're healers and we're in the field of supporting our community and uplifting our community and to feel just that pressure of having to show up. But what I wanted to do is to normalize that what you were feeling. And because what I was hearing is, hey, I want to be of support. And I've created this sacred space to be of support. But right now I don't have the capacity, actually. Like I'm feeling very, um, obviously with the allergies, you don't know what it is. You're also freaking out. I was freaking out because I also have allergies and anything that I'm feeling, I'm like, holy shit. Oh my God, you know? And I just wanted to normalize that. And that if you are having a change of mind on holding space, that's also a part of being a model and what it's like for healers to hold space for themselves before they can hold space for others, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think this conversation is needed in our community because I do feel this level of expectation of like, you know, highlight the way. This is probably allergies and the added component of the pressure that I'm also feeling. Now is the time to look inside. It really is a time to look inside and practice discernment because there's so much out there. This is a time to trust your lived experience, right? Because there's so much going on. Like, this is what you can do aside from like washing your hands and all that. Like, you should do this or like raise up your vibrational level or do this and do that or release. I just had a panic attack on Sunday over it. And in that moment, energy healing or 
any type of like therapy or nothing like that could have supported me besides getting present with what is this guiding me to do in this moment right now? What is in my environment? What am I listening to? Slow down and what are you freaking out about? You know, obviously there's hoarding and there's quite a bit going on. There's quite a bit of panic, but also those are emotions. Their emotions are normal, you know, and they're there to give you information. I want to also practice like not rejecting my human experience and what's a real threat. Um, So sitting with it and like kind of navigating and observing like where do I go next and practicing and being sovereign over your own lived experience in spite of what everyone is saying is the answer right now I feel because that's what's helped me I wasn't like oh shit I'm panicking I need some you know a session or this it's like no I need to listen to myself and get present with what am I actually worried about oh shit I actually do have a mom that's at high risk I have a best friend that's at high risk I'm also at high risk okay what do I need to do when I reached out and you shared with me like I'm actually feeling, uh, I don't know if this is allergies or we're feeling sick and I don't think I can hold the sacred space. And I know that was easier said than done or even feeling that feels like you're possibly letting people down. But I was like, no, that's normal. You showing up, practicing the sermon and, you know, expressing that is completely okay. We need healers to also show the other end of what it's like for us. And we also have healers that are like being called to serve and this is where we also have to practice the sermon like oh, okay well maybe we can tag team this later but right now i need to slow down and be in solitude and really navigate this i have a history of trauma and anxiety like my experience is going to be different yeah let's talk about trauma and anxiety i resonated deeply when you said that your body was going into like trauma mode can you talk a little bit more about that because when you said that i was like that's what's happening to me that's what's happening to me where my head knows what to do but my body is not aligning with my head yeah and this is a part of our systems right because we're taught to deal with our pain and our emotions from a cognitive level. We're often like, it's a mindset thing. It's a this, it's a that. When there's a threat like this, I feel like for me, I'm going to talk about like my trauma. Part of my trauma was also feeling alone growing up, right? Or feeling like everything fell on me and I had to support everyone. My inner child, that part of myself that's like, oh my God, it's happening again. I felt paralyzed, you know, and cognitively I was like, I'm okay, I'm okay, high vibrational, whatever, like, you know, like Mm -hmm. the, and then my body was like actually experiencing the opposite. My inner children was actually processing the situation for what it is and that it is a threat and that it is scary and that I am expected to show up and be a support and all these things that I was bypassing because I didn't want to give in to the quote unquote panic you know, but I was panicking, which is why when I stepped out of my house to go pick up my meals, when I heard that she was airborne, I was like, forget it. Like, I don't even know. (laughs) Don't fucking breathe around me. But the point is that I felt like a coughed a little bit. I was like, oh my God. Like, but in my head, I was processing like, we're okay. We're okay. I'm driving. But my body was like, (laughs) like, what if this is like, you know, Corona, what it would have, you know, I'm going to give it to my mom and my friend. And I had a panic attack. I felt like that was telling me to connect to my lived experience and to navigate it from what I was actually one concerned about and to accept 
that it's okay to be anxious, that just because I'm a healer or just because I'm a school psychologist, it doesn't mean that I'm the exception, like that I get to bypass or not experience emotions and then that I don't get to break down. The human experience is this, you know, and there's going to be moments where we could be of support and moments where we have to take care of ourselves. Just because we do inner work and we help others, it doesn't mean that we're the exception in, in experiencing these panic attacks and trauma-related responses. Because I've done so much work, I know how to support myself, which is why I'm not desperate. And by desperate is because this is how I used to feel, where it was like, if something was wrong, if I felt a negative emotion, panic, or anxiety, then I would immediately feel like, oh my God, this is wrong. Like, I need to call my healer. I need to call my therapist. Or like, I, I felt like I was kind of like scraping for an answer outside of myself. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, oh, Michelle, I see you, love. You're scared. And what do you need? What do we need? Okay, you're going to have to retreat. Okay, slow down. Okay, observe. What's in your space? Yeah, thank you for touching that. In terms of the word healer, I think you gave a perfect definition of what the word healer is. There's so much pressure surrounding that word at a speaking engagement and then also on the podcast where I've told people that I don't want to identify with the word healer. Like I don't want it to use it as a title for myself. I was just really cautious of that because I felt like people process the healer label on someone as that person can rescue me, that person can save me. And instead, the way I've adopted the term and the reason I now am more comfortable utilizing it or having people call me a healer is because the way I perceive it, the way I feel it to be is like I have had the discipline to do the work on myself and I have been able to really find ways to heal myself, trauma revisits of the past, you know, being able to navigate myself through everything I've gone through, I consider myself a healer of myself. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that I can heal anyone else. What it does mean is that I am committed to the service of sharing how I did it for myself. And so you just so eloquently did that for us in terms of, you know, you had to do the work and you had to do it for yourself. I'm very sensitive to titles because it can dehumanize us. I feel like it gives us access. This is why I'm like, okay, with using healer or school psych and all that, because it gives us access to communities that need to hear our message. And then at the same time, um, it, it could dehumanize us because then we also get judged for having emotions or for having our own experience. What I'm kind of coming down to is that we're here to, yeah, we have a discipline to show up for ourselves and therefore we can hold space to help someone who's taking personal responsibility for themselves to unravel. I don't have the answer for you. Sure, like I'm going to have some inclinations on what may be going on because we've been through so much that we get the human experience. But and even then, that's also questionable. But we also understand that we don't have the answers and we're here to hold space for you to unravel. So it's like that back and forth is what's needed in order for people to heal their own be their own self-healers. We're here just to be mirrors of what's possible and hold space. And that's a gift. For someone to hold space for you from a place of not being judgmental, but also understanding that you're sovereign over your own experience. Because most people do, most 
healers do want to tell you what to do and they think that you know they know what's best for you and and we don't there's so much context that we're missing even in this whole situation with the coronavirus it's like oh these are the steps that you need to do if you're experiencing panic and it's like well can we talk about why uh i'm actually experiencing the panic because that's what i'm gonna have to you know kind of get to like why am i panicking oh i'm scared to lose my mom and that's fair that's valid And if I'm going to cry about that because I'm fucking scared and then, you know, lift myself up, then that's okay too. Yeah, I completely understand. And I think touching on like mirroring, that is what is so important for like the community, the healing community, this healing journey for us to, you know, mirror each other. Like as people that carry the title of a healer, we also need intentional support from other people that know how to hold the space, which is why this conversation is so important between you and I, because I feel like we've been holding space for each other for a really long time and we've been able to mirror each other. You know, we've been holding space for each other in a sacred space, so sacred yeah. that no one even knows. Like this is the yeah. first time we're, you know, <laughs> <Talking about it. laughs> sharing this experience and the energy that we are able to provide for one another, I think is telling of um, what we can do for one another in terms of you intuitively reaching out, how are you, you know, and yeah. me just finally saying not good. It's okay to not be good. And it's always like so trippy because I'm like, of course, we're like experiencing the same thing. And of course, I intuitively reached out. Because I mean, I was thinking about you, especially because you predicted this. So you've been on my mind. And then this morning, I was like, let me check up on her, you know, too. Like what also helps is I'm realizing that I was kind of like in solitude, right? Like, how do I want to proceed And during this time of me being in my own bubble of like, okay, this is real. Even watching these government shutdowns and crying like, okay, this is some real shit. You know, like, how do I want to proceed? I've had family and friends reach out. And then I'm like, oh, oh, I'm not alone. And that gave me courage to then reach out to the people that were coming up because I didn't have that capacity yesterday. Mm -hmm. I actually was being held. So then in turn, this morning I woke up with like, yeah, I can ask my friends, how are they doing now? And that's when I like reached out to you like, hey, just wanted to check in. How are you? You know? And it was just really holding space for each other. If that makes any sense. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does. (laughs) One other thing that I wanted to ask you, because I feel like this is such an individual experience and sometimes we experience it and we don't know that we're experiencing it. Uh, That. Yes. Can you tell us what panic is for you when you say you know I experienced a panic attack can you describe like what you were sensing in your body what was running through your mind because I have a history of allergies and respiratory issues and even immunity uh, problems I always wake up with a runny nose or I sneeze I'm very sensitive to smell in that moment I was like oh shit was that a sore throat I started kind of running through the worst case scenarios and I walked out and then I started experiencing tightness in my chest I couldn't breathe I started freaking out I didn't even know it was a panic attack in the moment I just thought it's coronavirus what do I do you know and then I walk into my house and I'm like fine and I was like you know putting my shit away and I was like wait a minute 
did I just have a panic attack? I just had a panic attack. My whole body was registering the threat. Yoni en cuenta, right? Like in that moment, I was like, I have coronavirus. I'm going to have to call my doctor. When I got home and I noticed I put my, my food away and I had no symptom, I had no chest pain, I was breathing just fine. I was like, I think I had a panic attack. And I text my friends like, uh, I think this is hitting me harder than I anticipated. I think this is more, and rightfully so, that was like, I need to slow down. What am I scared about right now? Thank you for sharing that because I feel like we just hear the word panic attack or panic and we never really get to hear someone's personal experience on what that is. I remember that I was having panic attacks and I didn't know what I was having um, early on in life until someone described it. And I'm like, oh, that's what I'm having. I really wanted to bring light to that and also how the panic attack itself can feel similar to what we're hearing described in media of what the symptoms are (laughs) for this virus. And so I just want to bring some sort of comfort in how we're all feeling and not necessarily have to like positive our way through out of this, you know, I'm not a fan of that. And I feel that just adds an additional component and an additional pressure. It almost creates a little room in your head of where you can kind of escape to for the moment, but the room is still there. And unless we clear that room, unless we completely clear it out and understand that this is totally normal, then it'll forever live there. And it's like this space inside of us. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm careful with how I'm supporting myself in these times that I don't want to reject my human experience. Like, sure, I think the panic is real and it's valid. And then at the same time, how can you support yourself in a way that can get you in a space of groundedness and calmness, right? Like, especially for people like us who have like a history of trauma, anxiety, and depression, it's just so important for us not to reject these feelings instead of looking at them and like then holding us with like love Mm -hmm. and compassion, like, oh, we're really scared right now. Mm -hmm. And no, I don't have the capacity to hold you. And that's okay, too. I need to hold myself first. And then I can come out. And you know, there's a lot of healers out there that have been through these experiences that can have more capacity, and they're showing up. And that's Mm -hmm. how we're tag teaming this. And that's okay. I'm not any less of a healer or less worthy of this human experience just because I'm experiencing this panic or this anxiety. The visual I received of, you know, um, other healers right now in this time having the ability to hold the space and, and that's okay. I, I just want to reiterate, it doesn't mean that we're any less. It means that we're completely human and right. we don't know when the tables are going to turn and we're going to be the strong ones and having to hold someone else. And there's only a few uh, healers that I'm seeing out there that are not bypassing this experience. There's a pressure for us as healers and leaders to show up and support, but also there's no talk on like our healing and what we need to do to actually show up. We don't talk enough about our requirement to heal our own trauma. You know, it's always all about support, support. And then we're bypassing our own experience because we're supporting, supporting. Meanwhile, we're fucking burning out. We are projecting. We are, you know, just unintentionally causing harm too because we're not doing our own sacred work because we're pressured to constantly be on the front lines. 
I'm so glad that you're touching on that. As you know, on Patreon, I was set to hold sacred space for spring equinox because it is the time of rebirth. It's the time where our energy is calling for exuberance. We have a different level of energy. The work that we've been doing internally is like showcasing outwardly. Plants are growing, flowers are popping up. And so that is what I've known about spring equinox, about the virgin phase, which is the phase that we're you know entering tomorrow. And the downloads that I had been receiving for a few days now as I was mentally preparing to open this space is that yes, indeed, this rebirth isn't looking like past rebirths in the spring where it's time to come out of hibernation. It's actually looking more like a birth instead of a rebirth. So we are Mm. at a complete infant stage coming out of the canal of our moms and we need to be held and protected. And in the same way, when someone gives birth and it's a close family member or a close friend, we come over, we wash our hands, we make sure that we don't contaminate the baby, we completely take care of it. You know, we don't take the baby outdoors until it's a certain time. You know, maybe you don't hold the baby at all. Maybe you clean, help the mother with her space and clean her space, wash her dishes, do her laundry. And I feel like that's the energy that we're being called to bring at this time. We are giving birth to a new self. You know, we need to take care of our health. We need to to make sure that we are creating safe spaces for ourselves. And so, yes. you know, however that feels for you. So, you know, in Patreon, I just decided that I obviously needed to cancel, but I would just give a high level overview of what I was being called a, a ceremony. It doesn't involve taking a bath. If you don't have a bath, you know, having a shower, but having that moment of coming out of the birth canal Um, knowing that there is so much future ahead, so much life ahead, and that we are about to learn things that are completely new to us in the same way that babies do. It's almost like a clean slate. Nothing was like what it was before. Yes, yes. And I feel like this is such a call to go inward, reconnect to what our lived experiences are, because I think oftentimes we're out trying to figure out what, what is the best next step? What is the next goal that I have to meet? What is it that I have to do next? I'm not enough. I'm not enough. And this is such a good time to really connect to who we are and what we want and what we need in this moment. Absolutely. And I feel like we have been preparing for this. We have been preparing for this since October, since the fall hit. Um, I know I felt like a deep sense of change for me personally. I know you experienced the same. You yes. moved into a new space. Like yes. we have been completely preparing for this. If we go back and think about how we've spent the last few months, the type of work that we've been doing, I think, of course, it's a surprise that, oh, wait, we're not done. We still have to be uh, <laughs> inward. <laughs> yeah, we're not done. Still. <laughs> Yeah. What happened to 2020, y'all? No, <laughs> also, healers are very sensitive. We see like every angle and we take in everything. And I'm not surprised that I'm just feeling like myself today. Not even like myself, just feeling a little like, oh, I can dance. On Friday when it was like, go home, I was like scared for like four days. Panic attack happened. I'm not surprised. We can see when we see 
how this is even impacting marginalized communities. You do feel a sense of guilt, helplessness. How do you navigate through that? Not always just helping. It's like, oh shit, it's time to pray. There's a lot of unveiling right now. So we're like, how can I say this? Like, it feels like a lot of pressure because we are the marginalized community. So we want to be there to support. But I also feel like slowing down and kind of seeing like, how do I really want to support? And by first supporting myself, can I be of support. Thank you so much, Michelle, for this conversation. It was much needed, impromptu, (laughs) in flow. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Michelle, thank you so much for agreeing to have our conversation recorded and allowing for me to share this with our listeners. I appreciate your time for our warriors, for our healers that are feeling able to hold space i just want to ask that you reach out to your friends your family check on them make sure they're okay most especially the strongest ones this is a time for all of us to come together at moments it's time for us to be nurtured and at other moments it's time for us to nurture what's important is that we are all looking out for each other making sure that we are responsible for our own actions in such a crucial time may the light within grow stronger (laughs) 